We're in the Gemara on Davchav Beis, Amit Beis, at the bottom of the Yamad. The Mishnah here was speaking about the minig that there was, Barishayna, that they would take these tall poles and they would make a fire on it, and that's how they would relay the message to faraway places of the new month that they established and what day they established it. We learned Nabraise. Ain Masin Masuais. They would not make this message with the fire. Ella Allah Only when the new moon was seen in the right time. Bismana here means that they saw it on the 30th day. So the previous month was only 29 days, and the 30th day was already the Aleph of the next month. Lakacha, and that's when they sanctified the new month. And when would they lift up these uh, Poles with the fire, the next night to this 30th day, which is now the first day of the new month. That's, so the following night after Bezlem was Makadash Tachaydish. This is the Braise. So the Gemara says, shall we say, based on the words of the Braise here, the Achaser of Dinon, when the month only had 29 days and the 30th day was the Aleph of the new month, then they would make this sign. But Amale, Loy of Dinon. If the month was 30 days and only the next, the 31st day was the, was the first of the new month, then they did not make this sign. My time, if that's what this price is saying, so then what's the reason for this distinction? Why shouldn't they always show people when the new month was, whether it's Chasar or Mali? So the Gemara explains the reason here. Omar Abzaydeh says Rabzaydeh, Gzaydeh. The reason is it's Gzaydeh for the following thing. What happens? If it comes out that there's a Chaydish, which is Chaser, it's only 29 days, and the Rish Chaydish comes out on a Friday. So now you're going to have a problem with relaying the message with these uh, fires. If they're going to want to show people when the new Chaydish is, when are they going to be able to do that? Now I can't do it Friday night. You can't make the fire Friday night. So about Pukei Shabbata. They could only do this on Matzah Shabbos. So now, what's going to happen? They're going to do it on Matzah Shabbos. What are people going to think? Are people going to know when the Bezlan was Makadish the Chaydish, the E Amrit, if you're going to say Navid Namiyamale, that they used to use this sign to relay the message of when the new month is, whether the month was a Chaser, whether it was 29 days, or whether it was 30 days. So then, in such a, in such a case, when Aleph was on a Friday and they had to wait until Matzah Shabbos, Asalimiti, people are going to make a, come to make a mistake. And they're going to say one or two things. Amri, so either they could say, Hi, Chasru. Really, this month was a Chasr. There was only 29 days. And the reason why they did not show the fire yesterday, because yesterday was Shabbos, they couldn't. So even though they only showed it Matzah Shabbos after the uh, 30th day of the month, but, uh, or after the 31st day already, but nevertheless, it, it, they would say, maybe it already was Shchaydish on Friday. Or they'll think, Malayhu. No, maybe it was full 30 days and only the 31st day is the new day of the month. And they, they show the fire at the right time, Matzah Shabbos. So Bikitzer, they, they can't have the, the, this thing done every single month, whether Mali, whether Chaser. Because then when an Ishkadish comes out on a Friday, they run into this problem. People are not going to know why, the, what, what they're showing Matzah Shabbos. Was Ishkadish on Friday or Shabbos? Frek, the Gemara. One second, one second, let's see the Gemara If your whole problem is specifically for Erev Shabbos in such a scenario, so then you have a simple Eitzah. Let them make this sign to show when the new month is, both for a full month, 30-day month, 
and a chasa, a 29-day month. I have a problem with Erev Shabbos. V'chimikla, Rishchaydish, Be'erev Shabbos. When Rishchaydish falls out on Erev Shabbos, so then, lo'i levet klal. Then on Erev Shabbos, you're not going to make the sign at all. And the kivin the of dinon matzah Shabbos, and then when people are going to see that matzah Shabbos, they they uh, did not make any sign, they didn't do anything, they didn't, there was no fire. The avdinon amale, and if it would be a male, then they would show the sign of the fire. Mediyade the chaseru. That itself will be an indication that it must be that Rishchidosh was already on Friday. If Rishchidosh would have been Shabbos, there would be no reason why they shouldn't make this sign with the fire on matzah Shabbos. So very simple. If Rishchidosh is out of Shabbos. So then, don't do, you don't do anything, and that itself will be the indication that the Shredish wasn't out of Shabbos. But otherwise, you should have the sign, always, you should have the sign on every Shredish. So the Gemara says, no, that, uh, that's not a good idea, because Omri, people might make, still make a mistake and say, Hi, Molehu, that really, it, the Shredish was 30 days, and then the Shredish on the 31st day, and they made the Shredish on Shabbos. I, if so, they should have shown the sign with the fire on Matzah Shabbos. It nusi it nusi. It's because it's Matzah Shabbos. And Matzah Shabbos, it was an oinus. As Rashi here says, it was the shikros. They got shikr, there was Shabbos, there was the big fabrengen, and they, the people that were in charge of taking care of this couldn't get this done. There was an oinus. That's what people might say. So they're not going to come to... If, if this is something that was always done, they always had the fire that was to show when the chaydash is, and punk this time they didn't, People are not going to say, oh, the reason is because it was on Friday and therefore they couldn't do it Friday night. People might say, no, it was because it was Shabbos and Shabbos people got drunk and therefore they did not do their job. Matzah Shabbos. So we can't rely on this. So therefore we go back to the Eitzah we said before that this is a sign that's used only for a Chaydish that's Chaser and not for a Chaydish that's Malay. Frek the Gemara, how about the other way around? So if the problem is you want to make a difference here, that this should be only a chaydish, that this sign should only be for one kind of month and not for another kind, so you should be able to know the distinction when it comes to when it falls out on a Friday. So how about if you're going to do the opposite? If you're going to say that the sign is only on a mali, only for when you have a full 30 days and then the 31st day is the, is the uh, time when they show it. And and then if it's chaser, they're not going to make the sign at all. So then if it comes, on, on uh, Friday, and the Chaydish of Chasa fell out on Fridays, and they, they didn't make the sign, so they're going to know, oh, it was a Chasa, that's why they didn't make the sign at all. So, Amar Abaye, Abaye says, that's not going to work. If you have a choice to either make the sign only on a Malay or only on a Chasa, and you're going to choose to make the sign only on a Malay, so even if for this scenario of Erev Shabbos, this is going to work out, people are going to know that oh, if they didn't make the sign, it's because it was an Erev Shabbos and it's a Chaser. But for the month of Tishrei, when it's Rosh Hashanah, that's what Rashi's Pshat in the Gemara is. This refers to Rosh Hashanah, which is Tishrei. So then it's going to come out that people are going to have to wait an extra day until they can work. They're going to keep Rosh Hashanah one day, and then there's no sign yet to see when they were Makadash to Chaydish because they're only making the sign for a Malay. So they still have to wait another 24 hours to see the next day if they're making the sign or not. And they're going to have to wait to, do, to, to go to do work for a whole other 24 hours. So therefore, instead, they said the Minig is no, make the sign on the Chaser. 
So like this, if the month was a chaser, so right after they keep Rosh Hashanah, the first day, Matzah Rosh Hashanah, right away they'll have the sign for a chaser to see that they can go to work. They won't have to wait another 24-hour period. The problem is the word, not if they had Rosh Hashanah the right day. Correct. They'll have the Rosh Hashanah the right day, but we don't want people to be mevatl from their malacha a whole uh, extra 24 hours. Yeah. Taisus and Rashi both addressed Benigayat to what the Gemara was suggesting before, that you should make the sign only on a male and not on a chaser. And then the, the Gemara says, so you'll know that if, if it fell out on a Friday, and because they didn't make any sign, what's a Shabbos, so you'll know that it was a chaser, and therefore you'll know that the Shchidosh was on Friday. But didn't the Gemara before say that if they don't make the sign Matzah Shabbos, so then you might say that the reason is because people got shikir and there was an Oynes, and maybe the Shchidosh was on Shabbos. So how could that be a sign for anything? So Rashi and Taisus both say that the Gemara only said this, that uh, an Oynes, that people will, uh, will think that there was an Oynes, according to what the Gemara suggested before, if you would say that they made the sign with the fire every single month, whether it was Malay, whether it was Chaser, they always made the sign. And then if all of a sudden, one month, you don't have this sign, so then people might say, oh, the reason is because there was an Aynas that happened. But if to say there always was, that they made the sign only for a Malay and not for a Chaser, so then people are not going to be toilet in the Aynas of Shikras. People are going to say, oh, this is probably, we know that Rishchidosh on Friday, it's a Chaser, so it would make more sense to them to just say that probably it's because the Rishchidosh was established on a Friday. That's when I get to the Pshat and the Gemara before. Regarding this Gemara over here that says, Bittul Malacha, so as I said, Rashi says that it goes on Rosh Hashanah, but Taisa says it goes in every Chaydish, because the Gemara says that there's a minik for the women not to work on a Chaydish, Bittl Malacha, this is a special yomta for the women because they didn't contribute by the Egel when uh, Aaron said, Parkun is Mezav, so therefore they don't uh, work on a Chaydish. So if you're going to make the sign after the, after the Malay, so then the women are going to have to wait an extra 24 hours to be able to work. So this is Benigayat to this minig, that's the Bittl Malacha that the Gemara is speaking about. So according to Taisus, it's not just Rosh Hashanah, but it refers to every Rosh Chaydish. So the Mishnah said, how would they do this? They would bring these long poles of the Klunzais that were made from Erez. So the Gemara here goes through different types of Arazim. And I don't know the translation of all of this. If you have the art scroll, you can tell me the translation. But the Gemara is going to go through a lot of different uh, types of woods here, the Arazim. Dalid Mine Arazin Hain. There are four types of uh, of Arazim. Huh? They don't have the translation there either? Okay. Oops, I don't feel so bad. There are four types of Arazim. Erez, Katrum, Eitzshemen, Uverosh. What's Katrum? Amarav that is. Adra. This is the Adra. So Rashi here points out that this is a tree that's mentioned in the Gemara in Beye, we learned that it says there that if a person wants to have a good mazel, so you should pl pl plant an adder tree. So this is that, that's, the, that's what it's talking about here. The Beit Abshila Omri Mavliga. This tree of Katrum is a Mavliga. Okay. So according to this opinion of Yehuda, there are four types of Arazim. Opligi the Rabbe Baravuna. Dama Rabbe Baravuna, Omri Beirav, they said in the Yeshiva of Rav, Asara Mine Arazim Hain. There are ten types of Arazim. Shanemar, as it says in the Pasik, Etim ba Midbar, the Abishu says, I will plant in the Midbar, Erez, and then Shita, Hodos, Eitz, Shemen, uh, and so these are all types of Arazim. So even the Hodos is a type of Erez. And then it continues in the Pasik, Asim Barava, I will place in the wilderness, Berush, Tidar, Ta'ashur, Yachtav, all together. So over here we have so, so far seven. 
So Erez, the Gemara says, what's the Erez? Arza. Shita is Turnisa. Hadas is Asa. That, that, the Hadas, we know what it is. Eitz Shemen is Afarsama. And Berush is Barta. Tidar, Shaga. Tashur is Shurivna. Okay, so the Gemara says, Hani Shiva Avu. You only have seven here. And you started off saying that there's ten. Ravdimi Ravdimi came and he said, they added another three. Aloinim, Almoinim, and Almoigin. What are Aloinim? Aloinim is Butmi, Almoinim that is, is Bluti, Almoigin is Ksisa. Now, Ksisa is something that the Gemara is going to talk about later. I think the translation for this I saw is, is Coral. Yeah. In Rashi here, it says Koralo, which is. Uh, <laughs> Very similar to the translation, it's, it's, it's something that grows actually on the seabed, and they bring it up from the sea. Ikeda <coughs> Amri. Which one? Butmi? What's Butmi? I have no idea. I don't know. Ikeda Amri. The other three that we didn't mention before are Arainim, Armainim, and Almaigin. Arainim is Ari. Okay, Armainim is Dulvi and Almaigin is Kisisa. Almaigin is this Kisisa, this corral that grows on the seabed. Now the Gemara is going to bring an interesting thing about this Kisisa, how they brought it up from under the sea. Vitsi Adir Loyavren. There's a Pasuk that says that there's a big boat that will not pass through this river. This is a Pasuk and a Vuel, Asadlava, and Yeshaya that talks about a big stream of water that's going to come out of the Kadesh HaKadoshim and it's going to be such a big. Uh, the sea of water that even a big boat won't be able to pass through it. Okay, so Amarav, Zuborni Gedoyal, this is a very big boat. And this, this big boat was used to bring up the coral from under the water. How? What do they do? They would bring 6,000 uh, 6, men, and this would take them 12 months, and 12 months of the year. Bamrilah, others say, Trace Alpha Gavri, they brought 12,000 men, Bishita Ayar Cheshate, and this would take them six months. And what would they do? Vitanilachala, they would fill this massive boat, Ad Shachna, until it would start sinking, it would lower down. Venochis, it would go down to the bottom of the seabed. Right? So as Rashi said, it didn't sink below water because it, 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 it didn't get filled with water. It was in an area where the coral was growing, is shallow enough that it would sink, but the top of the boat would remain above the water. And then Venoches Bar Amiroi, and then a swimmer, a diver that uh, would, would then go under the water. Vekotar Atuni de Kisne Bixise, and he would tie these flax uh, ropes to the Kisise, to these corral that grow, grows there. And so he would tie it onto the Kisise, and Vekotalu Besvinte. And then he also tied the other end of the rope to the boat. And now, v'notli, chola, slowly they would take out the sand of the boat, v'shadu levroi, they would throw it out, v'kamed the medalye, okra omasya, and as much as sand they took out, that's how the boat slowly was rising to the top. And then, they would be able to, it would, when the boat would rise to the top, so it would pull out this corral, and that's, that's how we were able to get it from the seabed. Uh, it would no. It was it was growing on the bottom the of the, the sea, and then that's it. So that's how they were able to pull it out. And the Gemara says how expensive this corral is. This could be exchanged for the weight of the silver. It could be exchanged twice the amount. It's, it's worth twice the amount of what the silver is worth. Okay, so this shows you what this corral is. It's a very expensive wood that's brought from the bottom of the sea. 
Now the Gemara says, Tlas Parvasa Havian. There were three different ports. Tarti Bey Armoi. Two of the ports were by the Armoin, Armenians. Vechada the Bey Parsoi. And then there was another port by the Persians. The Bey Armoi, this port by the Armenians, Maskan Ksise. Over there, that's the place where they did this, where they would bring up this Ksise from the bottom of the seabed. The Bey Parsoi, by the Persians, Maski Marganisa. There, they would bring up the pearls from the, from the bottom of the sea. Umekarie, and over there, it got a nickname. It was called Parvasa de, me, de Mishamhig. Rashi says it means it was a, it was a royal port. Huh? Port of the king, yeah. Okay. Okay, so this is the story about the uh, Ksisa. Taisus over here, by the way, says the reason the Gemara is bringing all of these different names of the uh, Erez, the, the, the cedar, is, is, is the only thing it's negated to is Mekechomemker. When you're making a sale and you tell, you make up with someone, I'm selling you this and this thing, so you have to know exactly what, what it is that you sold. So the Gemara is bringing this different meaning here. Every piece of wood, the shita wood, that the Nochrim took from Yerushalayim. Also, the Kaddish Baruch Allah Zirunlah. The Abishan in the future is going to return it. Shanamar etem ba midbar eres shita. The Abishan says, I will give in the midbar the eres shita. And what does midbar refer to? Ve'e midbar Yerushalayim. It refers to Yerushalayim. Shanamar tziyim midbar he saw. Tziyim became like a midbar. Om Rabbi Yechen, Rabbi Yechen said, Kol alayim et teire, a person that learns teire. Ve'ena malamda, and he doesn't teach anything he learns to someone else. Ve'ena malahadas ba midbar. He's like a hados, he's like a myrtle, which is beautiful, and it smells good, but it's in a midbar. There's no, no one has any benefit from it. Ikedamri, others said no, he said the opposite. Person that learns Taira and teaches it. In a place that there's no other time with Chachem there to teach Taira. That's like a hadas that you, that you find in the middle of the midbar that's very cherished. A person walks in a midbar, a midtamal, he finds in a, a, a hadas. Oh, it's all gishmak in the middle of a midbar to find a hadas. It's the same with the Talmud Chacham that teaches Taira in a place that no one else could teach Taira. Oh, but Rabbi Yechen and Rabbi Yechen said, Oilem lo'evdekechavim she'elem takana. Woe to the Gaim that they have nothing. Woe to them, to the Gaim, that they do not have a Takana, they can't correct what they did. The Pasik says that Abish just says this is a Nevoa going in Lassad Lavoy, the Beis Amikdosh. Instead of the copper that there was, Ovi Zohov. The Abish says, I will bring gold. Instead of the metal, Ovi Kesef. I will bring better material, it will be silver. Instead of the wood, it will be copper. And instead of the stones, it will be metal. And Instead of Rabbi was from the Asara, Ruge Malchus, he was killed al Kiddush Hashem, and along with him, all of his Chaveirim. The Asara Ruge Malchus, or others say, Chaveirov refers to all of the Yidin throughout the generations that were killed al Kiddush Hashem. So what are, we, what are brought instead of them? So regarding them it says, that the Abisha says that the blood that the Goyim spilled could never be corrected. Of course, they're going to stand up for Tchiyas HaMesim, but you could never say that it, that it wipes away this that they did, that the Goyim did, that they killed them al Kiddush Hashem, and therefore that's something that they have no takana for. It said in the Mishnah, that they would show the torches of fire from one mountain to another, and the final mountain was Beis Baltin. My Beis Baltin, what is this place, Beis Baltin? Omarav, so Rav said, Zu Bidom. This is Bidom in Babel. 
my goyla, then it says afterwards in the Mishnah that they would see the entire goyla, the entire exile was all lit up like one, like one big fire. This is Pumpadisa, which was one of the largest city in Bavl that had a lot of many Yidin living there. And also, this was at the beginning of Bavl. My What does it mean when it says that it became like one big bonfire? Every person took a torch in his hands and went onto his rooftop. So therefore, it became like one big, one big uh, bonfire. Tanya, we learned in Abraham, said Abshim ibn Allah, Abshim ibn Allah said, Av Chorim, Vikayer, Vigeder, Vachavri Seho. There was other mountains here that they would make this fire on them. Chorim, Kayer, and Geder, and other mountains here. So what is this price adding? Ikeda Omri, some say, Baini, Baini, Avakaimi. These mountains mentioned in the Braise and are not mentioned in the Mishnah, they are mountains that are between those mountains mentioned in the Mishnah. Ikida Amri, others say, Lahach said that Yisrael Avakaimi. They were on another side. These are mountains heading towards Babel, but from another angle of Eretz Yisrael. Mar Chashiv the High Gisa. The Mishnah is counting mountains from one angle of Eretz Yisrael, or Mar Chashiv the High Gisa. And the Tan and the Brai says from a different angle, and there are these mountains that he mentions. Rav Yechenin says, between each one of the mountains mentioned in the Mishnah, there are eight parsa. So Kama Havaluhu, so if Sot comes out, if we start in Eretz Yisrael by Aram Mishcha and we end by Beis Balton in Babel and our five mountains mentioned in the Mishnah, so how, how much is the distance? Plus in Vitartan, it's 32 Parsois. You start in Eretz Yisrael and then you have another four mountains, each, in between each is eight Parsa, so eight times four is 32. Question is, but idna Now we see that the distance to travel from Babel to Eretz Yisrael is much more than 32 Parsa. The roads, the ways to travel became closed up and therefore you have to take detours and you can't travel on a straight path. So therefore it's much further than 32 parsois. The Chsev, the Pasuk says, The Ebesha says, I'll make the way from Eretz Yisrael, it'll be with thorns. Or another Pasuk the Gemara brings, The Pasuk says, my pathways war became became crooked. You can't go on a straight path. But if you go on a straight path, it's 32 precise. Taisus actually asks the question that we see that even if you go on a straight path, we see that the distance from Eretz Yisrael to uh, Babel is much more than 32 precise. So how can the Gemara say this? So Taisus says that it must be that there was a strip coming out from Eretz Yisrael that went closer to uh, to Babel. That's uh, what Taisus here says. The Taisus Arash says that if you travel from Babel to Eretz Yisrael, so there are many hills and mountains, so, so therefore you have to go up and down, therefore it's a much further away, even if you would be traveling straight. But if you go in the air, straight, without going up and down, the, when they picked up the Masuais, the fires, from one mountain to another, the distance is 32, uh, the 30, 32 parsois. There was a large courtyard in Yerushalayim with Beis Yazik and it was called Beis Yazik. All the Edom gathered over there and the Bezdin would interrogate them there. They would prepare for them big meals there. Why? So they should be accustomed to coming again. They'll be, be treated very well there. In the beginning, they wouldn't move from there all the day. 
For those that went out of the Tchum, so once you go out of the Tchum, you're not allowed to go out of your four Amas, so they had to remain right there in this courtyard. So it was very difficult for them. Hisker, Rabbi Gamliel Azakin, Rabbi Gamliel Azakin instituted, that they could move around 2,000 Amas to any direction, like anybody that can go that direction, even though they went out of the Tchum, like someone that did not go out of this Tchum. It's, this was said not only regarding these Edim, the same is also with a nurse, with a midwife that comes to help a mother give birth, someone that comes to help save from a fire, someone that comes to help to save from soldiers or bandits that are attacking, or from a river that's overflowing, from a wall that collapsed, so these people that came to save life, have the halacha like the people of the city, and they can still go 2,000 amas every side, like a person that never left the Tchum Shabbos. The question was asked regarding what it said in the Mishnah that the name of this courtyard was Bez Yazik. Bez Yazik Tran is the girs of the Mishnah Bez Yazik with an ayin in the word, or the girs is Yazik without an ayin. Bez Yazik Tran is the girs with an ayin, Lishnim Al Yehu. And the word Yazik is actually showing us something positive about this place. The Chsiv, like a Pasuk that it says, that he fenced it and he took out all the rocks. So it means that they fenced it off as a positive area. Or maybe the Mishnah should be read without an ayin, which means this shows that it's a place where there was a pain for the people to be there. You see the Pasuk says, that this person is tied in chains. So this was sort of, they were there tied in chains, they couldn't move. So that's the question. Is this a name, it's the fact that they were stuck there? Or is it a name that shows on the fact that there was a very good environment there? Look, look what it says in the Mishnah. They served them big meals there. So they should want to come again. So do we see that it was a place that they enjoyed themselves there? So we have to be good to see Yazik. It's a positive thing. Maybe they were both are true at the same time. On one hand, they made it to be a good environment with festive meals, but yet at the same time, there was some difficulty to this that they had to remain there and they were interrogated. So therefore, the Gemara does not resolve if the Girs is Yazik with an ayin or Yazik without an ayin. How would they interrogate the Edim? Zog Shabarisha, the first set of Aden that came, Baitkin I said they would interrogate him first. They would bring in the greater, the older one of them, and they would say to him, Amar tell us, How did you see the Levana? Lefneachama, the Levana when it was setting, was did it set ahead of the sun? Or did it set behind the sun? Litzvayna was the Levana to the north of the sun, or was it to the south of the sun? So as Rashi here explains, the Levana on the 30th day of the month could only be seen by the time of Shkia Sachama. In the middle of the day when the sun is bright, so you can't see the Levana because it's so small and it's such brightness of the sun, it's impossible to see it. But when could they see it? When the, when the sun is setting, so then the moon follows, it trails behind the sun, and then you could maybe see the sliver of the, of the moon. So they would ask him the question, did you see the moon setting ahead of the sun or did you see the moon behind the sun? Did you see it on the Tzafan side or on the Dharam side? How high did the, sun, did the moon seem to you? To which, uh, which direction was the moon 
uh, facing. Right? You have the, the moon is like a, a shape of a crescent and it's, uh, you have the tips of it. In which direction was it facing? You look in Rashi, you can see a picture of this. How wide did it seem to you? Now, if he said that the moon was in front of the sun, what he said is meaningless. And then after they interrogated the Godel, they brought in the second aid, and they would interrogate him as well. If they see that the, what they said is corroborates one another, so then this is a good Eidus. So now that's it. They have their Eidus that they need for the Kiddush HaChaydish. V'shar kolazugais, the rest of the peers of Edim there. Shailen oisay roshet dvarim. They would also ask them some basic questions about what they saw. Loisho yitzrichim lahem, not that they need any other Edim here. Ela kadosh lo yitzu bepachhi nefesh, so that the other Edim should not leave very disappointed. B'shvalil shayir gilin lovay. So they should be accustomed to coming again. If Bezal won't pay attention to them, they'll be disappointed that they came. Zak te gemare, or frek te gemare, hainu lefnei achamo, hainu litzfoinam. The question whether the moon was ahead of the sun, it set ahead of the sun, and that the moon was on the north of the sun is the same thing. And if you say that the moon was setting, trailing behind the sun, and saying that it was to the bottom side of the sun is also the same thing. So Rashi explains this, actually in the Mishnah before Rashi explains what this means. Why is ahead of the sun and Tzafan side or behind the sun and Dharam side, the same thing. So Rashi says, because the, the way the, the sun comes up on east and sets on, on west, it doesn't actually go in a straight line from Mizrach to Mairev. It goes on an angle, on a curve. This is in Eretz Yisrael at least. I mean, I'm not sure if this is the way in, in the whole world, but in Eretz Yisrael, the sun comes up at the, the east uh, southern corner, and then when, when, it, when it sets, after Chatzais, when it starts setting, it sets down to the north, to the northwestern side. So therefore, the only time you could see the Levana is when it's setting. So if the moon is setting ahead of the sun, so then it's south to the sun. If the moon is trailing behind the sun, so then it's going to be north to the sun. So therefore, these two questions go together. Yeah, again, so let me just make sure I'm saying this right. The sun is, is always going to be setting. It's going from, from the, the south towards the Tzafen, right? So you can only see the sun when it sets, when it goes down towards Tzafen. The question that the Bezden asked the Edim, whether the moon was ahead of the sun, it was setting ahead of the sun. And the question that they asked, was the moon on the north of the sun, is the same thing, as I'll explain in a moment, but it's, it's, it's basically the same question. And the question that they're asking whether the moon was behind the sun, it was trailing behind the sun, it's the same question whether the moon was on the south side of the sun, it's the same thing. Why is it the same thing? So as Rashi explains, because when the sun comes up on the, on the Mizrach, on east, and then it sets on Mairev, in Eretz Yisrael, it goes on an angle. It starts off on the east, closer to Dorim, and then when it sets, it goes from Mizrach, Dorim, but then it sets down on Mairev, on the southern side of Mairev. Okay, so therefore, when the sun is setting on the Mairev side, so if the sun setting on Mairev towards its southern side and the moon is ahead of the sun so then where's the moon going to be 
north to the sun, ahead of the sun, on the north where the sun sets at the northern corner of the west. But if the moon is trailing behind the sun, so then the moon is going to be setting on the south side of the sun. So therefore the two questions of whether the moon was on the, in front of the sun, setting ahead of the sun, or the moon was setting behind the sun, is the same as the question whether the moon was on the south side of the sun or the north side of the sun. So why does the Mishnah say both of these questions if it's the same thing? Amar Abaye, so Abaye answers, Pigimosa, Lefnea Chama, Oila Achara Chama. The question regarding the sun being before the sun or after the sun is not regarding whether it's set ahead of the sun or behind the sun. Rather, the question was regarding the Pigima of the moon. The moon is like a shape of a crescent. So there's that side of the moon where there's no light. It's like blemished, where you don't have the light. And the question is whether that side of the moon, was it facing the sun or facing away from the sun? Now, Imam al-Fnei this is what the Mishnah says, if he says that that side where there's no light to the moon is facing the sun, he said nothing. Rav Yechenen said, There's dominion and dread with the Eibishter. The Eibishter makes peace with those great uh, ones that are in front of him. Who are they? The sun and the moon. Which means, The sun never saw that side of the Levana which has no light. That side does not face the sun. And similar also regarding the rainbow that also is shaped like the moon. So the, the, that side that has no light in the rainbow is never facing the sun. Why does the side that does not have light of the moon face the sun? The Because this would make the moon feel bad. Before, in the beginning of creation, the moon had the same light as the sun. So now that it lost its light, so that place that it doesn't have the light should not face the sun, it shouldn't uh, feel bad. The side of the, of the uh, keshes, of the bow, of the rainbow, that does not have the light, does not face the sun. So those that are serving, they serve the sun, they should not say, it looks like the sun is using this rainbow to throw arrows. Like the nature of a person that holds a bow, so he holds that bow, the, round out, the rounded side of the bow is faced away from him. And the other side faces the person. So if, if the, that side of the rainbow is facing the sun, the place where you don't have the light of the ra- rainbow, it looks like the sun is holding this bow and throwing arrows. This is what the Avdiyah would say. So therefore the Avdiyah made the, the, the rainbow the opposite direction. So the Avdiyah should not be able to say this.